Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. I was, I hesitated. I almost said episode, then I was like, nah, we're going to switch it up. Say edition. Not like addition, but like edition. Ed-ition. Um, edition. If you want to say it exactly wrong. Not addition. Anyways. Today's episode is going to be a crap sandwich. By that, I mean, don't worry, we're not going to talk literal poop here, but crap sandwich in the sense of we're going to do some random funny stuff, we're going to get into the crap that we're going to get into, and then we're going to do some random funny stuff on the back end. So, boom, smush it together, crap sandwich episode. And, yeah, that's, that's, got, that's in the title somewhere. I know it is. I, future Me has put that in the title. I love referencing Future Me because you've already interacted with Future Me. Now you're interacting with Past Me. It's, uh, I don't know why I enjoy thinking about that so much. Maybe it's just because of those, those few moments where you do something thinking about Future You saying, hey, I'm looking out for Future You. I'm going to do this this way because I know how, how, how my brain works and how I'm going to think in this scenario. And then it actually works out, not the kind of future you where it's like, oh, I'm going to put this in here for safekeeping. And then you lose it because guess what? You put it in an obscure, weird place that you wouldn't naturally think of because you wanted to keep it for, you want to keep it safe, keep it secret, keep it safe. You know, name that movie. I gave you a nice door explorer pause. It's Lord of the Rings, specifically Fellowship of the Ring. Gandalf asking Frodo about, has he kept the ring secret? As he kept it safe. Because while Gandalf was away researching what it was, and while Frodo was busy, I don't know, just being a hobbit, getting fat and happy, you know? So, yeah, that's that's today's episode. And uh, it, it's those good moments, though. It's those good moments that you really got to love. And, and I'm sure you've... I can't think of any in specific. It usually has to do with, like, I'm going to orient this or set this here because I know... I'm going to do something or, or even better. It's like, look, I'm not going to leave my shoes in the walkway because I know I get frustrated at that. And I'm going to kick them. And I'm going to say, who left their shoes in the walkway? Then I'm going to look and say, those are my shoes. Dang it. Me get pissed off at past me. So to keep future me and past me on good terms, you got to make smart moves like that. What are some ways? Tell me about some ways that you interact with future and or past you and, and how that interaction goes. Is it mainly positive? Is it mainly negative? I don't know. Tell me about it. This wasn't even in my notes. I feel good about that. I'm liking that. So let's see what stuff. Well, <laughs> so I don't know how to hard segue here. A whole butt walked by me at the gym while I was in the sauna. A whole butt, not half butt, not three quarter, whole butt. So let me, let me, let me explain and break the situation down. Classic movie, you know, show you right before the climax or right after the climax and then back it all up, start from the beginning, right? You know, two years ago. Um, so we'll go two minutes ago. I don't know why it's in that accent, but I'm in, I'm finishing up my workout by doing about 10 to 12 minutes in the sauna. It's good, good way to get a sweat out. Even if the workout's kind of crappy, I'm like, look, I at least went and sweated real hard. So you definitely look to everyone else, not that I care about what everyone else thinks, but it is that thought of like, eh, no matter what, I look like I work hard. <laughs> so at the very least, it's a self-esteem boost. But no, sauna, sauna's good for you. Getting a good sweat out, getting hot and sweaty uh, can be good. So uh, we finish we finish our workout, and we're sitting in the sauna. And the sauna door it is, is a glass door, and it looks out into the pool area. And so where I was sitting... 
you kind of, you can see the walkway between the, I can't see the hot tub or the pool, but I can see the walkway. And so people sometimes walk in front. Well, I'm sitting there and I just kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of looking out the window because there's nothing else to look at. I didn't feel like looking at the wall, you know, kind of how you're just like, oh, I'm going to look to the right now and look over here for a little bit when you're just sitting and waiting, like I'm going to look this direction. Haven't looked, haven't looked left in about five minutes. So maybe we should look to the left. I want to be well-rounded. Don't want to look like a psychopath and just staring straight forward, deadpan for like 20 minutes. Probably don't even blink, but maybe once or twice. Like, yeah, you got to look like a normal person who's like, I'm, I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I'm, my head's moving. I'm alive. You know, kind of how like when you give blood and you, uh, I always, so giving plasma, the struggle was, I would be like, hey, can I like close my eyes and like just keep doing the thing? They're like, no, 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 you have to keep your eyes open because we don't know if you're passed out or not. I'm like, just look at my hand or can I, I don't, yeah, I always wanted to be like, "Eh, can I just like snooze for a second? But no, you can't because they don't, they want to make sure you don't die. So it's good. But anyways, sitting there looking out this glass door and then it's not right in front of the door. It's like, uh, it's along the wall far away from the door so you're talking 12 or 15 feet so and then and this person walks by and they're obviously going to the pool and we all you know what i'm talking about like the swimmer swimsuits they're 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 kind of like um like running shorts or something you know they're real short you know the swim swimsuits are usually really tight and uh, <laughs> this is not my term as my sister <laughs> said when i was describing to her she's like oh yeah it's a little bit cheeky and i was like uh, that weird way to put it but yes well uh, so it's not, you know, covering the whole butt usually, but it's usually partial, but you know, cause they have to be tight and whatever tight fitting. I don't know. I'm not a swimmer. That's not really my sport, but we all know what I'm talking about. Right. And so it's like, okay, little moon is acceptable, right? Like a waning or waxing crescent, like a real thin one. That's acceptable. Okay. Full moon though. Like, so it walked by it The person walked by the, well, we're talking about the butt. So yes, it walked by the moon. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm already looking this direction, all right? It walks by, and I'm just like, I doesn't, it's one of those things that doesn't fully process. Walks by, and then keeps going, and then I just go, and like, and then passes my purview. It's a small window, so it's like a, you know, maybe only saw it for a quick second. And then I just go, is that a whole butt? Like, hold on, did I see, did I even see a tattoo, like, on the, like the, that's borderline tramp stamp, like offset tramp stamp, because it's, yes, it was, it was full wedgie thong, whatever you want to say, like it looked, it looked like if, if she had been wearing like a normal swimsuit and then someone had grabbed her, grabbed her from the back of her swimsuit and like picked her up and given her just a mega wedgie. And you know what I'm talking about? So it looks like it's not just like, oh, it's not just up the crack. Like it's being yanked up the crack. Like it feels like it's ripping your butthole. And I said, I said today was going to be a crap sandwich when we weren't going to talk about poop stuff. Here I am talking about butts and buttholes. Sorry. Anyways. And, and like, but, but it looked like that. And I just go, okay, what, can we not, can we, can we not, please? Can we not? Like, I can understand like a little bit here and there, like, like the traditional, like if you're a swimmer and it's like, oh yeah, this is my, like, you know, my, my, my little onesie that I, that I swim in and blah. And you know, it's supposed to be a little tight, kind of like a gymnastics, you know, it's like, eh, you know, you're maybe, you, you may be in a waning waxing crescent. It's whatever. That's not what it's about. It's there's functionality involved there. None of that was going on here. It's like she had grown out of that four years ago, hadn't swam for four years and was like, 
I think this will work, and then didn't even, was like, oh, you know, you know, it's not that bad. It's just my entire butt is exposed. Like, you might as well not have had anything right there. Like, you could have tied around the waist and only covered the front somehow, and, like, there would have been nothing, and it would have been, I would have seen nothing more. It was a full moon at, like, 8.15 in the morning. No thank you. I just, I don't understand. I'm over here trying to be a good Christian, a good husband, and y'all out here sending moons at me in my line of sight. It's like the whole, you know, oh, he ran into my fist. No, legitimately ran into my fist. I was not asking for this. I was not looking for this. I did not enjoy this. Keep your moons waxing to waning crescents, you animals. Ugh. But yeah, that happened. So any crazy gem stories, send them my way. I'm loving, I'm loving all these fun stories. It's gotta be, gotta be a whole bunch of fun. Holy crap. We're almost 10 minutes in. All right. Well, time to get to the crap part of the sandwich. That was the funny. Well, I guess that was kind of funny. (laughs) A whole, you don't expect, like, it's one thing. I don't know. It's one thing if it's like in the evening, it's whatever. But like, I'm not expecting to see that nonsense at 8.15 in the morning after I bang out a workout and I'm like real gassed and tired. And she's like, oh, what the, we're at the gym here trying to work out. Uh, if you want to, if you want to do something like this, isn't your pool in your backyard. Okay. Cause look, we've all been skinny dipping, but not at the gym's pool. Because guess what? Most people don't really want to see that. Holy cow. But, all right. Time to get to the crap of the day. Or the crap of the day. Crap of the episode. Here we go. If you haven't heard, by now, this is something that I've gone back and forth with. Because... Partially because I'm like, look, I could talk about this over... There's stories week after week where it's like, I could talk about this, talk about this. And then I go, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't just be another dude just sitting here just complaining about it. But then I think, you know, it's gotten to the point where this is so... A lot of this stuff is getting so out of hand. I just keep thinking like, all right, if I'm not going to speak up now, when am I going to speak up? Is it going to be too late? And I think in a lot of respects, it already is too late. But I realize I, I take the stance that... Something needs to, you can't let this, you can't stop shining a light on this. It's almost, because uh, if you've heard me talk about it before, I always say like, you know, sunlight or light, you have to put a light on something to show it's bad, it's ugly, right? So here's a, here's a fun analogy. It's like in the club, right? You go out to the bar or wherever and you, you meet a girl who thinks she's kind of cute. And then all of a sudden you get in a situation where it's normal lighting and you're like, what? Okay, like you're still kind of cute, but you're not an eight. You're like a five, four and a half, maybe. <laughs> and it's just, you know, that classic tale of like when the when the lights come on in the club and you've been, you've been dancing or flirting with this one girl and you're like, oh no, <laughs> get out. <laughs> one, I guess... That'd be one argument to shut down the club, just to make sure you weren't making a mistake. But anyways, that's a, that was a very weird analogy there. I took that too far, probably. So, but this is something where it's like, man, maybe I do, maybe I don't. And I just go back and forth all the time. And But today I saw it and it was one of those, here we go, and it just set me off. I almost said triggered. I'm like, I'm not using their word. And it just... It happened, and I was like, ah, 
you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is just, it just keeps building and building and building. And it's like, look, I could do a 45 minute episode where I cover everything and it's just doom and gloom. I was like, or I just cover this one story and just kind of keep bringing it up and keep addressing the problems because it's, it's one, one thing I have learned is that is, um, I'll speak as a guy, something that has occurred to me in recent years is a lot of times you, those chronic problems, whatever it be, you may face. So like as a guy, naturally, what is it? It's, uh, to use the Christian term, it's lust, but to use just a normal term, it's, um, it's, you know, just iron, iron, iron pretty women, uh, checking, checking girls out, right? That's a struggle. And it's, it's one of those things, like when you're single, you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like I'm single, it's whatever, but you know, you don't want to get crazy with it. And then, but then it's like, if you have a girlfriend and you want your married, you're like, yeah, I'm done with this. And I guess, I'm, maybe my, I guess subconsciously I thought, yeah, once I get married, it, you know, it's going to get easier, going to get better. And it's really only gets, in some respects, it only gets harder. And, and then, uh, I, I heard this con- someone who had a conversation with like a 85 year old or something like that. And they asked him this, it was like, Hey, like, you know, do, do you ever, do, does this ever get better? Does this problem, does this, does this you ever get better? And, and he goes, well, uh, I'll let you know if I, if I find out <laughs> and basically saying no. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it. You know, and that, that makes sense, right? Like, why would it ever stop? It's the same sort of problem. And so I'm, what I'm really getting at is these, these problems are going to be continually. And so you have to, you have, what you do is a, it's, it's a continual struggle. It's a continual thing to, to there, there's that tension. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And it's like, if, so if you just let things go by on one way or the other, then it's not gonna, uh, things will only get worse. A wound will fester, but you have to continually treat the wound. Uh, the analogies are just flowing out of me. But all right, to the real crap. That's a, been a lot of intro for the crap. The crap that probably didn't deserve this much intro. So the story that struck this is, the easiest way I know how to put it is, I'm so tired of the skin-deep diversity. The skin-deep diversity, and what I mean by that is, what do you... What do you what do you hear when you hear diversity? What comes to mind? Do you think the color of people the color and gen the color of people's skins and their gender, and then and then separating them by groups, uh, minority groups or groups of oppression, if I if you want to use that term even, and or or do you think on, on a much deeper level? And what is diversity, right? And I think we'll all agree that like diversity is much more than what you look like, but in so many respects. What we see nowadays, or that's all we, um, that's all we see is we see that it is, that's how it plays out is it's your skin color. It's your sex. And at first it was one of those things where it's like, okay, like that's wonk, but whatever, it's not a big deal. Y'all are just spouting nonsense. And now it's gotten to the point where it's like, no, no, this is, this is, be, we're, we're approaching uh, Civil Rights Act violations that are going to be technically okay. And then people kind of putting themselves in, playing themselves into a corner in, in that, like, you're either admitting guilt to one thing or another. It's, it's kind of funny. So the story that denied me today, I pull it from the Daily Wire surprise, right? If you listen to the show, but I think it is a very pertinent story. Um, it's United Airlines says it wants 50% of pilots trained in the next decade to be women or people of color. So, which is the whole underlying problem with this conversation before I get into some serious, you know, like the, the details or the weeds is that, 
and a book that I'm still working on reading because I took a hard pause from. But I actually think I'm going to read, go back, read bit by bit and break it down on the podcast and kind of do like a walkthrough. It's Discrimination and Disparities by Thomas Sowell. And he addresses this on like an empirical uh, level. And it's it's incredible. And he, But he explains it so anyone can understand it. It's not like read, trying to read raw statistics. But the underlying problem that we continually face with this is that is if, some, if there is some sort of disparity then that is directly correlated to some sort of discrimination problem. That is usually, you can look at this, and if you kind of walk the logic back or walk back from the the conclusion or the outset, or even here, if you kind of read between the lines and see, okay, they're basically saying we don't feel like we have enough female pilots, so, and that, and there's a there is something wrong with that, right? Oh, we only have two black guys out of a hundred people that work here, or we only have two Hispanic people, and, and, and well, that's a problem. We're not very diverse, which we already talked about. It's a hijacking of the term, and it's like you're not very ethnically diverse. I'm sure you're plenty diverse on personality types, on on belief systems, whether religious or non-religious, even within religions, you, you got diversity of amongst Christianity. How many denominations are there, right? And there, there's so many little things, you know, do you eat your cereal with milk or without milk? You know, I may be kind of an island there. There's a few people who reach out to me and says, I like dry cereal sometimes as a midnight snack. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's every time for me. And it is even at the... <laughs> The correct or the, if you want to say proper time of breakfast time, that is how I eat it. But we're not going to get derailed on that. I've already talked about that. And so it's, yep, we got derailed on that. You know, and, and, and so there's, there, there is diversity in there. But it goes deeper than what your skin looks like. And, you know, they always say beauty is skin deep. What are we seeing now? Diversity is skin deep. And I'm so sick of it. I'm so tired. It's, it's gotten to the point, And this is part of the reason why I think I need to bring it up. It's because it's, got, it's getting so bad and overt. And people are working from this, this baseline conclusion. And so it's now when they say these things, people are like, oh, yeah, like there might be a problem. And, it, and nobody comes back to the, to the root of, of this premise that is... A disparity equals some sort of discrimination, problematic discrimination, or some sort of prejudice. And that's not, that can be true. And it can maybe point to, hey, maybe there's something there, you know, women aren't wanting to come into this. And maybe because there is some sort of determinant or this type of group is, and I'm not saying that's not worth looking at, but I'm saying before we start talking like it is a problem, let's make sure it's a problem, right? It's like, hey, my mower won't start. I think a, I think a piston ring is busted or something like that, and it's like, have you checked the gas tank? Have you have you primed it? Have you checked your air filter? Like, there's have you checked their oil? Like, just making some wild assertion, then it's like that may not be the case. If it's turning over fine, you may just be out of gas, right? Like, this may not be the case. So they do this, and we'll kind of skim through this, right? So United Airlines announced on Tuesday that it would increase the number of women and people of color who become pilots, setting a goal for 50% of the 5,000 pilots trained in the next decade to fit the demographics. The airline made the announcement on Twitter, writing, Our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes. Once again, diverse in so far as to say, what gender slash ethnicity are you? That's what we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots trained in the next decade to be women or 
people of color. So one quick thing on demographics. If you're trying to reflect it, the 50, 50% being women, that makes sense. People of color, though, that doesn't necessarily fit the demographics. If you're going off the demographics of the United States, 13% is black, is is uh, 13% of the population is black, and like nine, six or 9% is Hispanic, and then same with like Asians. So if you're already around those percentiles, then you kind of already fit the the demographics. That's another thing that annoys me is like we want it to reflect more. We want we want just as many just as many black people or Hispanic people, whatever, or, or as we do white people. And cause we want to reflect our community. And it's like, well, your community is about 60% white at large. Now you go to places like Atlanta. It's, I think it's 50, 40 black to white or black to non-black. And, and so there's certain, you could, you know, are you talking locality? Or are you talking general widespread population? And, and you know, that's not very popular. It might be abrasive for me to say, but I'm like, if you, I take that literally, like you want it to reflect them, then, okay, so we need, only need 13% to be black, 6% to be Hispanic. Don't quote me on the 6%. I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, but, but the 50% being women, that is pretty accurate because, you know, half of the world is women. So 20 minutes, this is the incredible part, 20 minutes after the initial tweet was sent and after criticism from many on Twitter suggesting hiring people based on race and gender rather than talent would be dangerous. Absolutely right. United follow up by saying all the highly qualified candidates we accept in the academy, regardless of race or sex, will have met or exceeded the standards we set for admittance. Well, they're admitting here that they set standards for admittance, uh, but kind of like the military standards, they can kind of they could change those or lower those if need be. I don't see anything in the outset that would say they were like with the military requirements where it's obviously men because their natural proclivity to have more upper body strength and just be stronger in general would, uh, would skew towards men being, you know, uh, accepted or passing. I don't see that. I don't see that same sort of situation with where you're, where you're having some sort of biological differences, but especially when it just comes to melanin in your skin. So I don't know about that, but the follow-up didn't play at everyone, including Dave Brooks, the former managing editor of the Daily Caller, who questioned why United hadn't achieved this goal already if they had qualified candidates of color. Bum, bum, bum. And here's where the snake eats its tail. So why haven't you done this before now? If you had qualified women and minorities, why didn't you hire them? This implies you've been discriminatory until now, Brooks suggested. Others questioned whether the airline would refuse to hire qualified white men just to meet the self-imposed quota, while some wondered if the diversity policy would apply to flight mechanics, who are mostly men, and flight attendants who are mostly women Mm, weird right and they provided united then provided a link uh which doesn't to their application it doesn't mention diversity until about halfway down the company said that already 20 percent of its pilot group is made up of women and minorities adding so going back to what i talked about earlier it's a little annoying is that they they're grouping those two together if we're sticking to the demographics of the situation because 50 percent being women would would kind of match the general population, which, by the way, I don't know why it matters that we match the general population, but that's all anyone cares about because everyone's a freaking racist. But anyways, <laughs> got a little flustered there, uh, adding that it is partnering with diversity-led organizations in order to achieve an even higher percentage. Okay, diversity-led organizations. Today they have one of the, and they go on to talk about how they have one of the most diverse populations with one-fifth of them being 
or 20% being women or people of color. They're trying to raise that number because all they care about is because they want to remove gender and racial barriers. What gender and racial barriers are there? That's that's what I'm going back to, right? So first of all, you're, there's your underlying assumption. There are barriers there. You never hear them pinpointed. You just hear that they exist. Oh, right, because it's just everything was created by straight white men, so it's created by straight white men for straight white men, and so... There's, there's all these barriers that have to be broken down. I'm, of course, being a little bit over, overly dramatic here. And then they say, and we're going one step further with plans for 50% of the United Aviate Academy students being women and people of color to ensure our students reflect the diversity of the customers and communities we serve. Once again, going back to uh, that doesn't play well when you just lump those two together. And then it goes on to talk about how they have a financial aid program, that they're trying to work through that. And then uh, they close it out by saying it is against the law to discriminate by race and gender, which could open the airline to lawsuits from qualified candidates denied a job in favor of a diversity quota. So what we hear is, you know, classic affirmative action, right? You then start to look when you incentivize it or require it. You then start to look more at someone's race, gender, whatever, what, you know, what have you. And, and so now it's, it's already, you're planting that seed and whether you, Fully, here's where we can go into some of the woke stuff, unconscious bias, right? So whether you fully realize it or not, you now are thinking about that. You look at you look at two identical candidates, say one's a white guy, say one is a black woman, and you're gonna go, oh, black and a woman. Oh, you're gonna you may not actively have the thought of like, ooh, diversity. And and now too, that's a joke a lot of times, like, oh, this is just a diversity hire. Yes, because people people want to make it so important what race you are that then they push and now guess what all we care about is race so now we're hiring people based on race and i'm just so so sick of it but what i love with the guy from the daily caller or he uh the former managing editor of the daily caller sorry dave brooks said right he pointed out how in they kind of painted themselves into a corner here because either it's admitting that they have been discriminating up until now or that they are going to start discriminating and take less qualified people, right? Like, if, if they're sitting here going, no, 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 oh, man, we don't have enough diversity here. We need to, you know, they need, we need to help them break through the barriers. Well, you guys are the ones, they, the flight school is theirs, they own it, and then you're guaranteed a job if you pass flight school. So it's all in-house, which means if you look at it, it's 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 like the Eric Andre meme where he shoots Hannibal and he goes, why would they do that, right? And, and it's like, and, and they always played up. It's like United Airlines being like, um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how to frame this, but basically United Airlines being like, we need to stop this discrimination. It's like you just you're the one discriminating according to your own text here. So that's the part that cracked me, cracked me up is like your your own statement. They're, they're placating to the, to, the, to the wokeness, to the over-racialization of our society, which, has become, which is becoming more and more a serious problem. And you might look at me and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jaded or I, I've, I'm, you know, I've got a vendetta now because guess what? I am be- my demographic is becoming enemy number one or is enemy number one, if you want to call it public enemy number one, straight white male. Ooh, boy. But we've already talked about this. I'm Scandinavian. So I'm technically European American, uh, <laughs> but it, 
my, no, that's not. I'll just say that. I'll, to that to that assertion, I will say, no, that is not why I'm doing this. I don't like that part of it, but that's a minor aspect. I don't like judging people, emphasis, putting extra emphasis on what people, what color they are. I, I just care if they're qualified. And so another thing that this this whole statement implies then, or this whole premise, even if you expand it to just not this specific situation, is you usually... If, if that's the assertion you're making, if you're saying, hey, there's not enough women and people of color being hired as pilots, okay, there's a problem. One indication that there, that, that would actually be true is this, say you had, you had a ton of candidates. Say you, you had 100, of, 100 white men, 100, 100 women, and 100 people of color, to use their term. And you got 50 of the guys hired on average, right? 10 of the girls... And then 10 of the people of color. And let's say more or less they're all kind of equally qualified. And this is either getting into the flight school well, for this situation, you have to getting in and then graduating the flight school. Well, then you might have to look at it and say, all right, is there a, pro- is there a problem? Because the, the supply is there. If the supply, because the supply may not be there. You may only have 20% of your applicants, people um, going to this flight school. Well, they, they do being, being, uh, having more melanin or ovaries. And if that's the case, guess what? You're not necessarily, there, there may not be a, a problem there. Just, that just may be what they're choosing. There may be, you could still look into it, but also that's another thing that I thought of when they were talking about this is like, no, no. And so it's like, okay, first of all, are you implying that you have been discriminatory up until this point? And also, are you saying that you are willing to break uh, anti-discrimination laws to potentially put not the most, the absolutely most qualified people flying these flying machines? Because as I was listening to Matt Walsh earlier, he was talking about this and he was saying, you know, the airline industry is, it has a miraculous like uh, failure rate in, in terms of, or a lack thereof, right? Like there, it doesn't. The, the amount of planes and successful flights that there are considering all the risk that goes in with it is incredible. So it's like you, they're actually doing a great job selecting their pilots and, and what their standards are. And part of that reason is because when, when the risk is so high, it's kind of like a skydiving business, right? You have one death. Your skydiving business is probably going under because of, say, negligence. Same thing with, with the airlines. Like you, all it takes is like one plane crash and then nobody's going to fly on you ever again because you had some stupid oversight. And so it's like the stakes are so high that you have to be that way but also now is this like okay are you still gonna care enough just to be like no no we want the absolute best person flying the plane because that's what i want so i'm just i'm just tired of this stuff and it's one of those where once again the sentiment is is good i I can at least say that like i can almost but not even it's getting to some point where it's like i almost really can't even say that anymore it's like oh you you mean well it's like no no you mean to just be no, you just care about race and sex. That's all you care about. And you don't look at anything else. And you assume that if it's not completely even, not even not even the demographics of our population, uh, sometimes they're kind of accurate, but other times it's not at all. And you just want an equal amount of every color of person and uh, and and men and women in your group to say, look at us, we're so good. It's like, how... No, the the thing about it is, is people have different interests and make different choices in life. And that's the, the thing that they never fully want to acknowledge. So 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so worn out from this and, it, and I know it's going to keep happening and it's probably not going to get better. Bef- it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, but I'm just hoping that people will start waking up to this and all, and just start pointing it out saying, Hey, this is silly. Like this, this got pointed out. They got backlash and they tried to kind of walk it back. And it's like, no, not really. Now I will say this, like the scholarship thing, looking into financial aid, maybe it's a problem of like, you have people who, you know, the only people who can afford this flight school happen to be, happen to be like white men or something like that. And so it's like, okay, look into that, but make sure they're qualified. Don't do affirmative action and get underqualified, uh, kids, like we'll say use the black kids. And cause, uh, Thomas soul talks about this in his book. He started looking into it. And what you'd happen is you'd have the standard was lower for certain minority kids coming from rough communities to get into these super prestigious schools. And the example he uses is like, so kid gets into Harvard and then flunks out because he can't keep up because he wasn't truly qualified when he could have gone to Duke or North Carolina, we'll say Duke and been where he was perfectly qualified and then been top of his class and, and, and actually been successful. And so it's like, you can actually be setting people up for failure. So we have to be careful. All right. I promised a crap sandwich and I was trying to keep this under 30 minutes. I thought this would be quicker than this, but guess not. So that's where I'm going to end the crap. The crap stops there. Okay. Crap stops there. Uh, oh, I did think of a funny tagline. Well, I haven't thought of a funny tagline, but I want to make one because, you know, United United was like three, four years ago. They, they notoriously kicked that ripped that guy off um, the flight to give like a an off duty pilot or flight attendant their seat and like broke his nose. And, and some of the joke was like United, like <laughs> carry ons free and <laughs> will include a punch in the face with your. With your onboard snacks, like it's listed in the features, like you get you get seat choice, you get one carry on, a first check bag, and a swift punch to the nose. Like we'll beat you up, and we will also make sure there are no white men flying your plane. <laughs> like funny taglines. So uh, if you have any funny tagline ideas, uh, sarcastic ones to send this way about this story, please send them that. Send them my way. I'd love to hear them and read those on a show. But that's the end of the crap. We're done. Uh, now we got to do the other side of the crap sandwich. So I'm in the middle, well, towards the end of watching the Snyder cut of, I should just say the slow motion cut of Justice League, which I didn't see the original Justice League. I'm only watching this because I'm, I don't know, why not? It's four hours. And so it's like the director, you get to see, you know, the director's cut. I never, so I'm an idiot. I never... I'd always see like director's cut, director's cut. I'm like, okay, big whoop. What does that mean? Never thought that it might mean you might get like an extra hour of content. I, I, I make the connection with Lord of the Rings. I only watch the extended editions and it's like 10 hours of movies. And now I'm thinking, man, if Peter Jackson, that's been, there was a meme too, where Peter Jackson was like, where so, someone was like, Oh, Peter Jackson is open up to the idea of releasing his, his special cut of Lord of the Rings, which would be eight days long. And, you know what's you know I don't know what's crazier that or the fact that my first thought was if this is real I would do it marathon I would take I would take a week and a day and just power through it would be awesome and I would love all of it well there's still rumor has it I mean well not rumor there's they there's like three hours of Helm's deep footage or something crazy like that. No, I think it might be eight hours. Honestly, like there's, they shot so much, but anyways, I'm watching that. Right. And Aquaman's involved. And I just realized that 
So going, stepping out of the movie into that, the shooting, right? The producing of the movie. I go, you know, I don't think I would want, like, it. if I got to play a superhero, I think Aquaman would be at the bottom of the list, mainly because they would always have to hose me down. Like, so I'm always soaking wet, or most of the time. It's like, sure, cool, he gets to, you know, walk around, always take his shirt off, dive in the water, and he's got a cool trident. But then it's like... You realize that most of the time, it's like you're coming out of water, you're involved in water, and so before, you know, they're getting set up for the scene, and they're like, all right, um, Aquaman, okay, you're out of makeup. Someone hose him. Jerry, hose him down. Get the, no, the bigger one, the bigger one. That one takes too long. That one's got the narrow nozzle. Give me, yes, wide nozzle. All right, come stand over here. Okay, and just like drench you, right? And it's like, all right, you're ready to go. And then if you if you start drying out or your hair starts drying out too much in the scene, they come in and they dump a bucket of water on you. And you're just like, like, I don't know. It's no fun. Like, think about, you know, every time you've just been soaking wet for a long period of time that when you're not, like, at the lake swimming something, something of that sort, you know, you were not super intentional. I just had that thought and I was like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't want to be Aquaman. Because my first thought was like, man, Aquaman's pretty cool. And then I go, wait a minute. They have to just, like, douse him in water before every shot. Mm, pass. <laughs> I will pass. So, all right. Other story. I was at a friend's house, and someone needed to throw something away, and he was like, hey, there's a little there's a trash can. There should be a trash can. They were at the sink, and he's like, hey, there should be a trash can right under the sink. And then he looks at us, and he goes, yeah, that, that's normal. Like, people do that, right? And I go, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. But at least you have a full-size trash can on the end of your counter. Some psychopaths have just a little like baby next to your toilet trash can under their sink and and that is it that is the only trash can in the vicinity and it makes no sense to me now i will say this there are people that have i'm not talking like if you have a normal size trash can because uh i think i might have a friend who definitely listens to this podcast and definitely i think that's their setup however to come to his defense so he doesn't feel like I'm calling him a psychopath, even though if he fit this description, I would call him a psychopath, rightly so. And I expect that he would expect nothing less. You know who you are. I'm not talking like a reasonably sized trash can. Like, you know, two and a half, two, I'm trying to size this up with my hands. Like a two, two and a half foot, one that like fits under there, but it's it's like a good sized trash can. You can fit more than, I don't know, two toilet paper rolls and a napkin in there and it's not full. That's what I'm talking about. I, and I think we've all been to a house like this where you go and they're like, Oh, where's your trash? Oh, it's under the sink. And it's this freaking baby that two softballs would fill this up. And I just go first. So how do you produce no trash? Even when I'm not using any of my stuff, I still magically produce a bunch of trash. In college, we we had three guys, we, we three-bedroom apartment. We had two regular-sized trash cans in our kitchen, and we filled them up because we were filling one up so fast that we were having to take the trash out every night. And, and, and we got tired of doing that, so we doubled up. And then it was like, okay, every three days we had to take out the trash. And... So I, I just don't understand. Those, those people drive me uh, insane. I'm like, how can you function? Like, what do you empty this every hour? <laughs> like, you wake up in the morning, you have breakfast, empty the trash. And then you you eat lunch, empty the trash. You get home, empty the trash. <laughs> you, you, you finish folding the laundry, empty the trash. You get up to put your plate in the sink, empty the trash. <laughs> like, 
I, I, I don't know. If someone could explain it to me, that's fine. Uh, I, I, and maybe, because I can, I can kind of understand, like, there's a look about it, right? A trash can can be kind of a little plastic bucket that you put your garbage in can be kind of an eyesore. But, but at least put like a decent sized trash can under there. Or, or two, or, or get one of those drawers, you know, where it's like, boom. And some of those drawers have two trash cans that are full size. And you're like, see, this is what I'm talking about. It's hidden, sure. But bam, you got full functional trash cans. I don't understand you. So that was, that was another funny note. Oh, apparently there's cotton candy flavored grapes. Grapes. Yeah, you, you heard that right. My sister told me about this one. She was telling me. Uh, her cousin got married recently, and I think it was at one of one of the pre-wedding bridal parties. You know, one of the fourteen hundred that you do is like I'm getting married, so we need to have seventeen parties before the giant party that is my marriage, and you need to give me presents at all of them, but the best ones on my at my wedding. And <laughs> anyways, though, uh, apparently they showed up and they had cotton candy flavored grapes. And at first I was like, oh, was this like some specialty like wedding? And she was like, no, you can find them at Walmart. And my first thought is, why grapes? Like, no. For I, I will say this. I have a policy. Don't knock it before you try it. Well, I'm going to knock it. But don't knock it and and not be willing to try it. I will, I will try everything once. That is my policy. I will try everything once. And some things I try every few years because your taste buds evolve over time. And so I say, hmm, maybe I should give it another chance. Well, well, hear me out, hear me out, okay? I, cotton candy and grapes don't get along. No, no, no. Like, when you think about the flavor of a grape, and you're like, yeah, what if it's just cotton candy? And I'm just like, no, no. When I think about what things would be fun to be cotton candy, grapes have to rate among the last things. Like cotton candy flavored bread, tortillas, Pop-Tarts, granola bars, uh, chips. I mean... Hot dogs, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just because hot dogs are low-grade meat, so I'm like, whatever, just cotton candy it, right? Make it, make it a little sweet. We, we like to do spicy. We like to do whatever. Um, just uh, we, we like to do, you know, make a little, what's different than, than a sweet, some sweet Italian sausage with a little bit of cotton candy. Grapes, though? Great. First of all, how do you do this? Are you injecting them? Is it is it is it just totally like science laboratory thing? Do you spray a chemical on them when they're young? Like, do you plant them with some cotton candy and then that when they germinate, boom, they come out with some cotton candy? I gotta know more about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to be a circle back girl on this topic and actually circle back though. And and do some research on how these cotton candy grapes, first of all. How available are they? Like, I gotta go look at Walmart. And how are these daggum things made? And are they good? I have to go try them. And then I will report back to the podcast. But holy crap, we're almost at 45 minutes. Bless you for sticking with me for this long. Truth be told, I came into this episode like, all right, 25 minutes max. I got to 30 minutes and I was like, all right, I'm gonna wrap up. And we're at 43 right now. So, uh, yeah, didn't really plan on that. I was like, I don't have much to talk about. You know, it's just going to be, we'll just make it a crap sandwich because throw some fun in there. Try and keep it light. Throw some fun stuff in because that's one thing I realize is that a, a problem with conservative media is it's a lot of complaining and that's kind of all they do. Now, kind of always have to be on defense because in conservatives and nowadays and in, in a lot of circles are being, especially big tech, are being attacked and 
and uh, mistreated or not treated fairly, equally, whatever you want to say. So that's something to consider. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, look, we got to lighten up, have some fun, laugh. You know, like I talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, laugh, learn to laugh some politics. So that's the crap sandwich for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you, you finished it. All right. We eat the crust, too. I, we're not six anymore. I mean, there was a time we literally wouldn't eat the crust. And I don't know why. I, I'm probably going to have to let my kids get away with it as much as I want to say. I'm not going to let them get away with it. No, no, no. Oh, oh. I hope you enjoyed this crap sandwich from today. And I'm sure there'll be more crap sandwiches in the future. I'm just really trying to see how many times I can fit crap sandwich into my closing of the episode. So thanks for listening to this crap sandwich here on the crap sandwich podcast. Now I'm kidding. Thanks for listening to the rambling Viking though. I would love to have any and all your thoughts, any of the stories that I mentioned, you should send in, send me any of those funny stories. I've linked to the article below. You can reach me at theramblingviking at gmail.com or text show 580-789-9258. Blah, 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 blah. Like, share, all that good stuff. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Crap Sandwich out.